Welcome to the latest EG Like Sunday Morning. And this week, I am delighted to be joined by our star reporters, Evelyn Nikrachenko and Akanksha Sonny. Welcome to you both. How are you this week? We're doing great, aren't we, Akanksha? <laughs> we are doing great, yeah. Yeah, busy week. Uh, it, it certainly has been a busy week for you both, uh, with, with plenty of stories uh, for us to cover today. So let's start with Evelina, uh, as this week, Conservative Party leadership candidate Rishi Sunak promised uh, to relax planning laws for life sciences facilities and labs if he makes it uh, to the role of PM. Uh, what has the industry made of uh, Rishi's proposals, Evelina? Well, the industry actually believes that it's not only Rishi's proposals, but the Conservative government's as a whole proposal. So, you know, they're still looking to a Conservative government to kind of proceed with this, uh, mm -hmm. even if Rishi doesn't win, because it's been <laughs> such a welcome news in the industry and such a long-awaited reform. So, mm. yeah, absolutely, it struck straight into the heart of life sciences professionals. So, uh, you know, on one hand, everyone is happy about the move, but on the other hand, there is a bit of a caution around how the rules will be tweaked. Because, you know, some experts are calling for more land to be released in key locations, such as Golden Triangle. Others are kind of uh, encouraging the government to provide greater funding for housing and infrastructure. So, uh, I should probably explain the background where this yeah. kind of uh, encouragement is coming from, because the how transport connections between Oxford and Cambridge are quite well communicated, as well as kind of imbalance on the social side of thing between Cambridge South and Cambridge North. So there are a lot of PR pioneers in the life sciences industry who are trying to address that. So, yeah, plenty to work on, to be honest, from the government perspective. But as a first step to reform planning, it's it's a welcome news, I'll say, and like definitely the industry will welcome that. So uh, another interesting highlight from the reaction piece uh, that we had this week. So it's a different view on the supply demand imbalance, because obviously mm. that was well communicated as well before when we talked about that. Again, from the perspective we looked at it before, it's kind of a bad news because, you know, there is significant demand for life sciences facilities, but the rate at which the new space is coming on stream is not keeping pace. So uh, not good as the UK is risking to lose talent and young businesses overseas. So, you know, they decide to go away. But on the other hand, we looked at it from the kind of developer's perspective. And, you know, the supply demand imbalance in the context of inflation, it can address some issues. So uh, it means that in the life sciences sector, there is a bit more room for the developers to kind of increase prices. I know it's not that good for the occupier, but you know, for the developers, <laughs> they at least have, let's say, a motivation and they can accept the higher costs of building yeah. to provide more labs. So they won't say like, oh, we're not going to build that because it's too expensive and uh, there is too much supply like in other sectors. So we're not sure if someone's going to let that. Uh, on the other hand, they're going to say like, yes, we're going to build it because we know people are going to take space. Businesses are going to take space because there is no space. <laughs> Simple answer to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's very much the case. Um, and you, you said it, it, it's not really felt that it, it's it's a, it's a Rishi promise. It's a, it's a Conservative promise. So is it is it believed that it won't actually make too much difference to these proposals if if uh, Liz Truss is the one that triumphs? Oh, I'm not sure about that, what people think <laughs> on this from. But yeah, 
as I heard from it, like people say, like, you know, we, we don't care who's going to lead the Conservative government, just bring the planning reforms to us, please. Yeah. They, just, they just, they just, like all of us, they just want an answer and to actually get things, get things moving, I suppose. That's, that's the main yeah, concern. Um, and Akansha, uh, one of your big stories this week, can you tell us all about um, M&G's uh, major purchase this week and, and what it has planned? All right, well, they haven't actually revealed uh, a lot about what they have planned with the, <laughs> with the acquisition. But um, the basic news was that they required a 166-bed PBSA in Egum from uh, Danehurst Developments for th- uh, $34 million. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. CBRE was the one who kind of handled the sale. And the Savills was the one that um, advised M&G on their acquisition. So yeah, that should be something because the PBSA market right now is just completely going insane with the mm-hmm. academic year coming up. And yeah, there are PBSA developments coming up all over the place. There are a lot of big acquisitions in um, play right now. So hopefully that'll be reported on soon. Uh, and it doesn't look like uh, demand is going to uh, fall anytime soon in London because you've also been reporting uh, this week that the, the number of international students uh, looking to come study in the capital uh, is is soaring once again. I guess it probably took a bit of a hit uh, during COVID, but it's 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 climbing again. And, and that uh, it's felt could have a really major impact on on rents in London. So can you talk us through um, the findings from JLL's report? Um, absolutely. So JLL actually um did a study on UCAS applications and you know mm-hmm. how many international students applied to universities in uh, London. So they found that um, the, there were there was a there was a 10% rise on international students who have accepted places at universities in London. And of course now they pay like 20% over the average mm-hmm. rent in those locations. And um, the main hubs of student housing ten, international student tenants are the city, Nine Elms, Canary Wharf. So they pay around um, twenty seven hundred a month for these accommodations. So yeah, uh, residential industry city benefiting from international students. But on the other side, rent is going to increase by sixteen percent over the next four years because of this huge demand and rising prices. Hmm. Uh, and that's you know going to be very difficult for people to to find when you couple yeah. it with their energy bills and uh, you know the rising costs and inflation and and that that cost of living crisis uh, it very much continues to bite but a couple of real estate firms are, are yes. leading the way uh, they're, they're setting an example in in terms of looking out for their staff and and you've you've highlighted a, a couple of those firms this week I have, yeah. So there are two major companies that have done really, really well on that front. Uh, So Ringley Group has actually announced their third um, financial support scheme for their um, employees. So this time they've announced a one-off payment for winter fuel, which is £750 to all of their staff across London, Manchester, Cardiff. Um, They have 115 staff members. Um, this is their third. So back in April, they announced a 3% pay rise for all their employees. And then in June, they followed up with another commitment to increase their pay by 10% mm. by um, 2025. And following their example, Granger has also uh, announced pay rise for all employees. Um, not exactly pay rise, a one-off payment for £1,000. Mm. 
So they have 330 staff members across Newcastle, London, um, Birmingham. So yeah, it's really exciting times and hopefully more people will follow. Yeah, do you, do you think uh, that, that people will sort of see this example and, and, and look after their own staff in, in a similar way? Um, well, I certainly hope so. We have been hearing a lot of construction companies also following their example. And, you know, of course, cost of living is a huge um, issue for everyone across mm. all industries. But real estate seems to be, you know, stepping up and taking care of their people. So hopefully we'll see more examples of it. Uh, and uh, I'm sure, you know, some of those life sciences firms are probably looking at ways to, to look after their, their employees as well, Evelina. Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, I feel that the life sciences sector is kind of connected to all of those. I mean, uh, last week we spoke about life sciences and offices and how the mm. sectors interconnect. So I think scientists need places to live somewhere. So that's going to be interconnected. <laughs> they need to pay bills too. So they're obviously looking forward to some one-off payments. Mm. I'm sure they will be happy about that. So, you know, yeah. there are so many connections within the life sciences sector. <laughs> you wouldn't probably see that first side, but when you're deep into the sector, you see that like it actually interconnects with each other sector. Mm. Uh, and in addition, Evelina, you had uh, some some pretty big news uh, this week about Fujifilm. Mm -hmm. uh, what, yeah. what have they been uh, what have they been up to? Oh, they're looking to invest about 400 million to extend their facilities. Uh, mm. So uh, that's going to be outside of the Golden Triangle. That's going to be in one of the regions. So it's the side Billingham. So uh, probably that's to follow on on the supply demand imbalance. So, you know, when you don't have space <laughs> where to move, you just look around to see whether there's any free land where you can build <laughs> your own facilities. Yeah. So that's what actually they've done. So they look literally opposite the road of their main facility and so like mm, there's a dire league football pitch so why don't we take that and make a use of it yeah it's an interesting point when i was speaking with one of the developers that was for a different firm they they said that like so many people are concerned that um developers are looking to expand on the green land as they call it but in fact it's a brownfield and so yeah. it's not really in use and you know it's dialect and doesn't look good so it's just like don't assume that the developers are looking to like kind of take a small forest and absolutely destroy it to build their <laughs> factories no they're yeah. taking like the brownfield land and they're redeveloping it and obviously they're bringing some landscaping with it so it looks better so mm -hmm. don't worry about the football pitch it's been there for ages like left and empty so i'm sure it's going to be of better use by future film i think there's there's, there's plenty plenty other places to play football up in the northeast i believe it's quite quite a hotbed so it should should be all right um i guess things must be going quite well for fujifilm because they, they, they've not long opened uh, a, a new warehouse here in bedford where i live i know um, it, it opened i think over the last year or two so yeah i mean yeah, when you say about the future film, you think about something electronics, but in fact, they got like this big therapy and biologics and they even do yeah. busing candidates. So they're quite big players in the life sciences industry, I'll say. Mm -hmm. Yep, I guess uh, they had to diversify and they've diversified well. Mm -hmm. um, so meanwhile, uh, the Bristol City Council's planning committee uh, has approved yeah. a 221 home build to rent scheme despite its own planning officer recommending refusal. So what what tipped the balance uh, in that one, Akanksha? Um, basically, it came down to affordable housing. Bristol um, desperate, 
absolutely needs affordable housing. Um, the council has mentioned in the planning uh, meeting that their inboxes are full of people requiring housing with nowhere to live uh, at affordable rates and donor affordable homes, who is the um, applicant, has offered 100% affordable housing development with 221 homes. So they just couldn't say no, mm. even though the residents had vehemently opposed it in the planning meeting there were 300 objections there was a sign there was a proposition with a four with 4 000 signatures on the height of the development um there were some serious uh, allegations against the design people called it soulless and an eyesore mm. and how it's going to ruin just cityscape um yeah it was really controversial wow. but yeah, yeah uh, it if was i know game. anything if i know anything from my years covering the courts uh, it's that that all sounds like a recipe for judicial review. That's... Definitely, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was also a case for health and safety in the development because people weren't really convinced about the quality. Mm-hmm. Um, but same thing came through. They need affordable housing and they need it yeah. now. It yeah. all comes back to, to yeah. the fact that we, we all need somewhere to live and somewhere we can afford to live um as we were discussing earlier and that's getting harder and harder to achieve unfortunately it is yeah Uh, which is a bit bleak so shall we cheer things up with a bit of a quiz (laughs) should we do a quiz sure yeah are you up for that um evelina's always up for a quiz she's (laughs) looking delighted there uh so uh evelina i'll let you choose would you like to go first or second uh i was playing second last time so i'll play first this time play first this time okay question one rushmere shopping center and retail park uh, which was placed into administration earlier this year has been put up for sale through cbre and savills for 57 million pounds but do you know where it is where is rushmere shopping center uh (laughs) <laughs> that's a good one because because after you talked through all the details i was like what's going to be the question about uh i think it's an island uh can you be slightly more specific uh um whoa, whoa, whoa. like uh belfast <laughs> <laughs> close so it is in northern ireland uh, it is in Craigavon in Northern Ireland. So we'll, we'll, we'll oh, give you. We'll give you <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, OK, so Akanksha, uh, the first three buildings linked to a new app that will offer refuge to people feeling unsafe uh, while walking through London have been revealed. Do you know the name of the app? Safe Haven app. It is, yeah. it is. Well done. Yeah. Uh, it uh, sounds like a, a very, very uh, welcome app uh, that will offer anyone feeling vulnerable directions to the reception areas of a managed building at any time of the day or night. Uh, and the first three are all in the West End, uh, Barclay Square House, uh, 33 Cavendish Square uh, and one Knightsbridge Green, which are all owned by Astria Asset Management and managed by Colliers. So well done, everybody involved in putting that together. Mm-hmm. OK, Evelina, missing word. Dublin is blank. Uh, subtitle TikTok gets take up trending for iPod. But the, the the key part, Dublin is blank. Do you know what the blank is? Uh, I think that's Tim's story, isn't it? So it is I Tim's, think it's how that does like, yeah, so it's like Dublin buzzing. Well done, is Evelina. It? Dublin is buzzing. Oh, uh, is buzzing. Yeah, well done. Uh, this is Tim's interview with Niall Gaffney 
chief mm-hmm. executive of I Put Real Estate. And Akanksha, you also wrote about this story this week. So you can you can tell us a little bit more. Um, sure. So basically, um, I, uh, TikTok has taken on a tropical fruit warehouse um, site for their new headquarters in Dublin. It's mm-hmm. really exciting stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, OK, your missing word uh, headline, Akanksha. Khan approves redevelopment of former blank studios. Khan approves redevelopment of former blank studios. What is the blank? ITV. It is ITV, two out of two yes. for Akensha. The mayor has approved a scheme of, uh, on the South Bank site at 60 to 72 upper ground to develop 1 million square feet of office, retail and arts and culture space. OK, Evelina. Which famous football team, beloved of Prince William, has unveiled images for its proposed stadium redevelopment? Oh, Aston Villa. Aston Villa, that's right. That's uh, So yeah. you finished with a score of two and a bit. Uh, can Akansha <laughs> claim victory with this final question? Uh, Akansha, what has the government warned that uh, developers will not be acceptable in tall buildings moving forward? A single staircase. It is a single staircase. Well done. It's it's no mean feat to uh, to <laughs> triumph over Evelina. So that is a feather in your cap, Akanksha. Well done. Yay. Thank you. Yeah, we've got <laughs> new favourite, new absolute leader. <laughs> I'm going to retire now. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a good run and I'm sure I'm sure you'll claim victory again. Uh, but yeah, a, a fine performance from Akanksha. So uh, please enjoy celebrating that for the rest of your weekend. Um, thanks to you both. Uh, for covering the week's big stories. We'll be back next week. Uh, You have been listening to EG Like Sunday Morning. BMP Paribas Real Estate is proud to sponsor the Rising Star Award at this year's EG Awards. In a changing world, we are future-driven to connect you with opportunity and long-term sustainable solutions, driving a bright future for our people. Find out more at realestate.bmpparabas.co.uk.